Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to Self Love Tarot, a podcast about enriching our lives through practical spirituality, self love, and the tarot. I am your host, Gretchen Evangelista. You can follow this podcast on Instagram at Self Love Tarot. Thanks for tuning into the show today. Hey guys, long time no talk. (laughs) I've had a bit of a gap in between episodes recently, which has been well needed for where I am right now. But I'm coming back to you today fresh and ready to give you guys a new episode. I'm kind of using this natural break as an unintentional break for season two of the show. And I, I sense a new... Um, streak of creativity, a new streak of inspiration that will take this show on a different path. So I hope you guys enjoy what's coming to you. Um, And so today I'm going to be sharing with you guys a little snippet of Adored and Worthy, which is an online course I created and launched in June. Um, And it's available on Teachable. But I wanted to share this little segment, uh, which was called Your Purpose is to Dance, which is a phrase that I am so in love with because it just feels so lighthearted and joyful, which I think we could all use a little bit more of with everything that has been going on in the world right now. And so a few things here, um, the auto quality is going to be a little bit different. And also throughout the lecture in the Adored and Worthy course, I share with you guys slides. So I will be referring to the slides throughout this clip, just so you guys are aware and not totally confused as to what I'm referencing to. And uh, I just want to share with you guys that it was such a joy to record this and to create this from the heart. And I feel like in making a course like this, it tapped into my own desire to teach and learn new ways to articulate concepts and ideas that have inspired me so much. And it brings me so much joy to be able to share this with you guys. So I hope you guys enjoy this one. Sit back, relax, grab a cup of coffee, some tea, maybe some iced tea because it's been really, really hot here on the East Coast. And let's get started. Okay, guys, last part. Part one of your purpose is to dance. All right, so we're going to talk about our fundamental worthiness as spiritual beings having a human experience. And it's interesting because we tend to get caught up on the idea that our worthiness is dependent on things such as what we do, if we're living our purpose or not, if we are always feeling happy or if we're feeling sad, our ability to love ourselves right? Like if you're not able to love yourself right now exactly as you are, that's okay. You are still 100% lovable and worthy in the divine's eyes. And so I think, you know, we tend to think that until I love myself and until I do all of these things that all these self-help people and spiritual people tell me to do until I get into the high vibrations of life, then, you know, I will always feel like I'm not good enough and I'm not, um, I'm not doing anything right. And we come back to this 
we've, we're coming back to this concept again because I think it's so important to realize that it's possible to be in self-critical mode and at the same time understand that you are being loved exactly as you are right now by the divine and that you don't have to do the heavy lifting of loving yourself because it's already there. You just need to tap into it. And one thing that I do as just a visualization, and this kind of happened um, uh, a couple of days ago, I was feeling intense shame about something. I had interviewed someone and I think it went great overall. overall. It's just my own self-critical nature was popping through and was saying, oh my gosh, you should have said this. You, you could have done this better. You were such a spaz, all this stuff. And I just felt the intensity of the, the criticism in that moment that I was feeling from my ego. And so I was like, okay, this is okay. I looked at my ego and I said it, said to it, this is okay. The fact that you are screaming at the top of your lungs right now about how much I should have changed this, how much I should have done this differently. This is okay. And so I decided to take a nap. I curled up in my bed in the fetal position <laughs> and I was like, I'm going to get through this and this is going to be okay. And in just surrendering to my experience, I had this visualization of this beautiful pink light, this pink energy just wrapping around my entire body as I was just crumbling to pieces in um, self-criticism and that pain. And I felt the universe and the love that was beaming at me, even when I was in the middle of being mean to myself, even as I was beating up on myself and I was being super judgmental and judgmental and critical of myself at that moment, there was still room for the universe to come in and give me a hug <laughs> and soothe me through that discomfort and soothe me through that painful experience. And so this is what I mean by, you know, being okay exactly where you are. You don't have to be at a place of loving yourself and always being nice to yourself 100% of the time. Trust me, I, I mean, the podcast is called Self-Love Tarot, but I am not 100% loving all the time to myself. And to kind of depend on yourself like that, to supply yourself with self-love, sometimes that can come from the ego place, the self with the lowercase s, in that my ego has to find a way to love me. And usually that stems from our past experiences, our positive and negative self-image. But what this is really about is it's expanding your sense of self because you are part of the universe. Self with the capital S and seeing that that is always loving you all the time, even if you don't feel it at this moment in time. So all of these things have nothing to do with your inherent worthiness as a spiritual being on this planet. If let's say you quit your job and you move to Jamaica and you just refuse to do anything 
quote unquote productive with your life and your family and friends are calling you crazy and they think you're having a mental breakdown, you are still lovable. Even if you are acting out and, you know, having an, um, having an outburst and causing drama in your relationships, within that moment of awareness that you are doing that, you can begin to receive that love to soothe you. And you can use this visualization too of saying, okay, I could be with the negative emotion and the discomfort and the universe will just wrap its arms around me in that regard and will be there for me and hold that space for me. So your productivity, if you do nothing quote unquote successful for the rest of your life from this point on, you are still just as amazing as Oprah. You are still just as amazing as Steve Jobs and all those people who have created amazing things because those things are separate from who they are. For example, Apple and Mac products, that whole um, enterprise and business, even though that came from Steve Jobs and, you know, we use that as evidence to see how amazing he is, it's still, it's separate from him. It still does not touch his inherent worth as a spiritual being. And that's the same way for you. So whatever you decide to produce and create and build for yourself, start to see your worth as independent from that success, independent from, you know, the money that it's creating. It has nothing to do with you. And when you start to detach yourself from the, your job, um, your projects, the um, passions that you have, the talents that, you know, you're trying to build, the skills, and see it as separate from you and that you are incredibly amazing already and you don't need those things to justify how amazing you are, that's when you can relax and let go and feel the love that is beaming at you all the time. Living your purpose. And, you know, let's, let's skip ahead here. We talked about this a little bit, but, um, oh my gosh, I'm super skipping ahead here, but we'll just, we'll roll with it. But living your purpose. What if your purpose was to simply have fun? What if that was your job? as a spiritual being on this earth? What if you were just here? What if you wanted to come into physical form because you wanted to have fun? You wanted to experience the contrast. You wanted to experience desire and having those desires unravel and unfold before your eyes. What if that was the purpose of life? And it didn't have to be this heavy, honorable, like serious thing. Although sometimes like, you know, when you are in the middle of your purpose, it feels like this is something you must do. And it has that sense of um, like this destiny, I guess that's what you can call it. You have a sense of destiny and just feeling like, oh my gosh, I'm being pulled to those, this thing. This is what I was meant to do with my life. Yes, there is that. There is that aspect of life. But what if, if you're standing in a place where you have no idea what the point of your life is about, what if it was just to have fun? What if at this point in time, in your experience, the universe just wanted you to have fun and enjoy and do the things you want to do and stop doing the things that you don't want to do? What if that was your purpose for right now, for today? How would you show up for your life?
How would you show up in your relationship with, um, you know, social uh, environments, with your work, with your career? How would you show up if all you really had to do was tap into the ability to have fun and let go? And that was it. You get an A plus, 100% for this lifetime. <laughs> a plus. You're having fun. Good job. You're doing exactly what you're supposed to be doing. What if that was it? And so we have the ability to tap into this lightness about life. It doesn't always have to feel so heavy and serious and all the time. We can just, we can have fun. You are allowed to have fun. And this is something that I used to do is I used to write permission slips to myself saying, Gretchen, you're allowed to have fun today. You have permission to do what you want today. You have permission to buy that crystal that seems to be calling your name. You have permission to listen to music and dance like a crazy person with all your windows open so that all your neighbors are like, oh my God, she's weird. Stay away from her. You're allowed to do that. Hell, that's what I do. That's what I love to do. I wouldn't even call it a hobby. It's just a part of my being to just dance and sing and be crazy and not give a crap about what I'm supposed to be doing in this moment because that is something that is often prescribed to us by society that we must be living our life in this linear schedule that um, we need to stay committed to and um, take super seriously. But what if life didn't have to be so serious? So let's backtrack since I completely... But yeah, I think we covered everything there. Again, I am lovable when I sit on the couch and watch Netflix all day because my actions have nothing to do with my inherent worth as a human being. And it's really about compassion. That, that's what this work is all about. Honestly, it's having compassion towards your ego. It's having compassion towards yourself when you're doing something that isn't quote-unquote the most productive when you're doing something that is disgraceful in society's eyes, even in the middle of that, you are still deserving of more love, not less. And I don't know if I already talked about this story before. I know I've mentioned this on my podcast, but when I was going through my worst days of binge eating and I would just come home from a long day of work. I would sit down and I would just eat everything in sight. And I, for years, beat myself up about that. I would call myself a pig. I would be so shameful. And I never told anyone because I was so ashamed of being someone who would binge and, you know, be this like, like hungry. What's the word? Um, my grandma says this all the time. It's one of like the seven deadly sins, gluttonous. <laughs> Speaking of, yeah, my grandma, we're like, she's getting skinny because she's older. And we're like, go oh, eat more, eat more. And she's just like, no, this is gluttony. And I'm like, oh my God, you're so cute. But anyways, that's how I felt. I felt like a pig. And I remember always having the thoughts of you're a pig, you're a pig, you're a pig. And then that would throw me into more of a shame spiral, and then I would go and numb that shame out with more binging and eating. So it was, it was a, I felt so trapped. If I were to pick a card for that period of my life, it would be the devil. 
the devil for sure. I was stuck in something that I felt like I couldn't get out of. But what I said, like I said in my previous podcast that I did on the devil about letting ourselves off the hook, this entire thing shifted for me and I was able to transform through this dark experience in my life when I decided to say, you know what? Even if you eat this whole pie, I will still love and accept you exactly as you are right now. Even if you eat this whole entire box of donuts, I still love and accept you exactly as you are right now. Even if you eat more than your boyfriend, like there was this um, belief in my head that said, girls are supposed to be dainty. I'm supposed to be eating like salads. And like, I'm not supposed to be eating as much as my boyfriend. Like that's just, that's unfeminine of me. <laughs> and I remember just saying to myself, you know what? If you eat more than your boyfriend, you are still lovable and worthy exactly as you are. And in fact, I'm pretty sure he'd just be impressed by that. <laughs> and so when I did this, I started planting the seeds of lovability, of unconditional lovability, meaning I'm lovable regardless of the conditions around me, regardless of the actions that I take, regardless of whether or not I'm living my life on purpose or not. And then I wanted to bring up cats. And I'm sorry if you're not a cat person. If I mean, this can be easily applied to dogs, really. It can be. Like, I'm sure cats were worshipped by Egyptians, but I mean, dogs are worshipped by modern day humans right now. Do you see how many dog videos are on TikTok and Instagram and Facebook? Ugh. Anyways, but our ultimate role model, what if that was a cat? Because the cats, the cats, all cats, grace us with just their presence. Because they don't do anything. They don't like they don't contribute to society really. <laughs> they don't go out and make us money. They just want to eat. They want to roll around. They can be bothersome. They can jump on the counter and like you baked a whole thing of brownies and it can just swipe that off the counter and ruin everything. They were worshipped by Egyptians and considered sacred, which I actually Googled because I didn't know if it was just one of those ideas that everyone says or if it was true, but it is true. They were worshipped and considered sacred by Egyptians. And, you know, they could do all this crap and make your house a mess, but they are still lovable. And we still love to cuddle with them. We still love to play with them. And we connect with just their innocent, inherent, beautiful being, their presence, that endearing quality. Remember, I talked about just stepping into being endearing, even when you do these mistakes, even when you mess up and you fail, you are still endearing to the universe. And the universe is just like, that's, that's still adorable. You are still lovable and we still love you. <laughs> so kind of go throughout the day today and be like, you know what? What if I was just a cat? If I was a cat, what would I do? And like, how could I start to see myself as lovable as a cat or even a puppy? Even a puppy. I think that's probably an easier one for people to connect to. But what if you were just this beautiful little puppy that's just going about life, doing the best it can, you know, doing what it wants to do and still be 
lovable and radiating with just this amazing innocence? What if that being, that sense of presence was within you? Interesting thing to talk about. And when we feel lovable, when we feel worthy exactly as we are right now, we are no longer chasing and pushing from an ego-centered mindset of saying, okay, I got to get this six-figure salary in order for me to feel worthy. I have to be married by the certain age and have three children by age 35 or something. And until then, I cannot call myself worthy and amazing like when we start to go towards our biggest visions and our goals from a place of like chasing from a place of that lack mentality of I need to do this in order to feel good about myself, then it's always going to feel overwhelming. It's always going to feel that sense of pressure and it's going to almost feel like a threat of if I don't do this, then I will be unworthy and unlovable and then I'll die alone and be, you know, um, this poor person and I, I won't ever have any relationships ever. No one will ever love me and I'll just be rejected by everyone in society. It sounds crazy, but that's really what the fear is sometimes that if I don't do this big accomplishment, then I won't be lovable and I won't be loved. And it kind of just reminds me of being a kid and just doing things to gain that love and gain that approval, especially those who identify themselves as an empath. Sometimes we feel like we're responsible for our parents' happiness. So we need to do this or smile in pictures or, you know, like behave in order for them to love us. But it's time to realize that the love that we crave from other people, the love and approval that we crave from other people is available to us in large, magnificent amounts and has nothing to do with the condition of having those people say, I love you or this is amazing. It has nothing to do with that. This is unconditional worthiness all the time. It's us as with the egos that we have. Our egos are the ones that are creating those conditions and kind of creating these limited channels of saying, I can only feel worthy and abundant and love when this, this, and that happens. Or when my life looks like this, that's when I can feel amazing. But you can just let go of all those constricted channels and just be like, hell no, I can feel abundant right now. And just like I said in the previous part, love needs no reason, joy needs no reason, confidence needs no reason. None of it ever needs a reason. The reason is supplied by our ego. And so once we let go of trying to earn this worthiness, we get to surrender our plans, which means we get to be wide open to receive and allow these amazing experiences, these amazing emotions, and these incredible manifestations. We are able to get to the top of the mountain by dancing. I love that, that vision of just like, you know, you think you need to climb, um, like in the, the Ten of Wands 
uh, card that I had earlier, you don't need to climb and make it this big, ugh, like I have to go and it's just a burden. We could, what if we could just dance to the top of the mountain? And this is kind of what this card reminds me of is the universe works fast when I'm having fun because when you're having fun, you are the most open, you're the most allowing. Sometimes, um, like I, I used to have this huge long commute um, from when I was uh, in nursing school from where I lived and it was about an hour and a half commute in the morning. It was awful. <laughs> Just on paper, it sounded awful. But I managed to make it feel fun and amazing by listening to my favorite podcasts, listening to inspirational things, listening to my favorite music. And when I was tapped into that, just allowing, allowing the good feelings to occur, even if I was sitting in an hour long traffic, it was as if no time had gone by. And I was actually craving to just continue driving instead of having to go into class when I had arrived. So the universe works fast when I'm having fun. What if you were meant to enjoy life? Again, we'll, you know, touch base on this again of what if your intention for today was to just have fun, be like a cat, do things that you want to do, stop doing things that you don't want to do <laughs> and test yourself on this. Let yourself like be uncomfortable if this feels uncomfortable. And if this feels uncomfortable, if it's disturbing you, um, oh, and I forgot the B in disturbing. <laughs> Whatever, you guys get it, right? If this concept is disturbing you, ask yourself why. And when you get that answer, ask, okay, is this coming from my ego or is this coming from my intuition? And if it's coming from your ego, and you become aware of that, why would your ego want to resist against this concept that life could be simple, that your life could have a sense of ease to it, that life could be fun? Why would the ego be against that? And go back to the upper limit problem, go back to the comfort zone um, ideas that we talked about, read the book, The Big Leap, and start to understand why your ego is acting up in this situation and come at it from a place of understanding and compassion instead of beating yourself up about the ego doing its job, doing the best it can. And when you start to understand that, you can also ask your intuition, okay, like you can think of any concept really and being like, okay, what does my ego say? And what is my intuition saying about this? You have the two sides, you have access to both sides. And we often get so invested and wrapped up in the ego's drama because it's the loudest voice in the room. But just remember, you have your intuition, you have source energy, you have that divine guidance that is there, it's knocking on the door and it is excited to come in and help. Remember that picture of that really eager dog. <laughs> that is the universe rushing by your side to give you everything that you need to move forward. Okay, so that is the end of part one of um, Your Purpose is to Dance. I will talk to you guys in the next one. 
Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Self Love Tarot. Again, my name is Gretchen Evangelista, and you can follow this podcast on Instagram at Self Love Tarot. Have a great rest of your week, and I will talk to you guys next time. Take care.